Welcome everyone to the podcast. I call this From the Preacher's Study. I'm Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at uh, the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. Kevin Clark is with me. We've uh, been doing the podcast now for well, several months That's and right. uh, enjoy working together and hope mm-hmm. that you enjoy watching and listening to, uh, to the podcast and uh, hope that we are reaching people and encouraging them along the way. Uh, we would say, you know, if you enjoy listening to it or watching it, uh, tell others about it, draw right. people in, yeah. and we want to kind of spread the word as far as we can. This is a good way to spread it, reaches a lot of people, mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, just appreciate everybody listening and the good support that we get, encouraging comments that uh, uh, make us think that we're doing something worthwhile, that right. we are reaching people and sowing the seed, as it were, and uh, just appreciate all the good support and encouraging word that, that we get. We're going to continue our discussion of pursuing holiness mm-hmm. And we're looking at specific areas in which we might pursue holiness. And for the last several sessions, we've been talking about pursuing holiness in our speech. Right. We've looked at several uh, weaknesses that we may have concerning speech and errors that we might mm-hmm. fall into if we're not careful with our speech. But last time, and we're going to continue it this time as well, we're going to talk about some good things that we can do with our ability to speak. So we talked about encouraging each other and what a... A wonderful blessing that is for us to be able to encourage one another and to be encouraged by others through what's said. It doesn't always have to be anything uh, real uh, elaborate or intricate or insightful in, in necessarily. Just a word of encouragement goes a long way. And so we're going to continue to talk about using our speech for good in this session. Kevin. Yeah, one of the things that I always like to point out about what we're doing here, you know, is we're really building faith in the audience. Uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, Romans ten seventeen. So anytime you're exalting and you're teaching and you're sharing and you're talking about the Word of God, it should have in the hearts of the right people, uh, it should have the effect of building your faith. So if you're out there and you're interested in spiritual things, as you hear the Word of God being proclaimed and discussed and talked about, it ought to be building your faith. And your faith is going to allow you to be more successful in your walk with God. It'll allow you to thwart the, the darts of the evil one. Uh, there's just so many good things that come from exalting and talking about and sharing the Word of God. Uh, before we go much further, we certainly want to thank everybody, including the audience, but also our two deacons, uh, Mark Townsend Jason Reed, are always with us, always make this possible and we're so very thankful they've been with us every step of the way. Bob and I have said many a time, if it were left up to us to do this, it would not get done. And so isn't that interesting? It's that every person has a role, just like a team. Uh, Every person, not everybody's a quarterback, not everybody's a center, not everybody's a running back. Everybody has a role to play. And certainly we see that in this work that we have here. They have their role, they're off screen, but what they do is as important as what we're doing because it makes it possible. That's right, that's right. Well, I'm going to begin in Acts chapter 7, mm-hmm. right at the end of Acts chapter 7 in this session. And remember Acts chapter 7, Stephen preaches, mm-hmm. and uh, the audience, it says, is, you know, they're, 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 they're cut to the quick or mm-hmm. cut to the heart, and they lash out against him and eventually stone him to death. Well, mm-hmm. Verse 58 says, when they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him, and the witnesses laid their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. So we're introduced to Saul here in Acts 7 and verse 58. And then it go down into chapter 8, verse 1. Saul was in, a, was in hearty agreement with putting him to death. Mm-hmm. And on that day, a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And mm-hmm. so there's the situation. Saul initiates this widespread persecution mm-hmm. against the church in Jerusalem. 
And all the Christians leave, right. except the apostles. They right. stay in Jerusalem. Well, what did they do when they left? Well, verse 4 says, mm -hmm. Therefore, those who had been scattered went about preaching the word. Right. We'll talk about teaching and uh, the word uh, in this session. What, what, how can we use our ability to communicate for good? Mm -hmm. What positive use can we derive from this ability that God has given us? We can encourage others. That's, right. That's a we'll wonderful way yeah. to, to use it. Mm -hmm. And we can teach others That's as right. well. And so let's talk about teaching the word. And so who was it that taught the word here in Acts mm -hmm. chapter 8? Mm -hmm. Well, it's just regular Christians. That's right. Now, the apostles stayed in Jerusalem. Right, right. But the others, those who were not apostles, they went out to various areas, and they are preaching the word. And so just regular folk, uh, ordinary Christians, men and women who had learned the truth about the saving message of Jesus, when they left, Whoever they encountered, mm -hmm. they began to teach it, and they began to bring others into the kingdom. Amen. And so, I just want to make that point that here these are these are not specially trained mm -hmm. people; these are not mm -hmm. apostles; these are just ordinary men and women who are committed to their faith and mm -hmm. want to bring others into the, the the kingdom. Right. Look at Ephesians chapter three. Let's look at this passage. <clears throat> I want to make this point as well. So Paul is talking about his work as an apostle in this particular passage. Verse 8 says, To me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach the, to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ, to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery, which for ages has been hidden in God, who created all things, so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in heavenly places." So I want to pick up there in verse, in verse 8. In fact, go back to verse 7, mm -hmm. that... He says, I was made a minister of the gospel according to the gift mm -hmm. of God's grace. You know, it's a privilege to teach the gospel. Right. Paul says, this is, my, this is God's gift to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. This is the gift of his grace to put me in a position where I can tell other people mm -hmm. about Christ. And you see right. that again, verse 8. To me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given right. to preach. Mm -hmm. And so we might be a little bit timid about talking to other people, or might be a little hesitant in, in some ways. But just remember, this is a wonderful blessing. Mm -hmm. This is a gift. This is God's grace to us to be able to share with people the good news Absolutely. of Christ. So just jump in here anytime you, you got an idea, yeah. Kevin. Well, I'd just say that it, it should grow naturally out of what Christ has done for us. Um, the fact that we have obeyed the gospel, we've been washed away from our sins, we've been made whole in Christ, we've been made a child of God. Naturally, if you're excited about that, what are you going to do? You're going to share it with other people. And so the Bible makes it clear that we were designed to share the gospel with others. I like 1 Peter 2, uh, 9 through 10, mm -hmm. uh, just to make this point that uh, the reason why we're sanctified is to proclaim the praises of God who called us into marvelous light. First Peter 2, 9 through 10, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. So that's a great uh, uh, titles that we have or great descriptions that we have. Now he gives you the reason why. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So the separation 
uh, that God has for his people, the fact that we're a priesthood, we're a sanctified holy nation, is all for a purpose. And the purpose is that we proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into marvelous light. When you proclaim something, you declare it. You set it forth. That's teaching. You're proclaiming the praises. You're teaching others about God while you praise him. And that comes from, I used to be not a person or not a people, now we're the people of God. I used to be in darkness, now I'm in light. And that excitement uh, motivates me to open my mouth and share with others. And that applies to all Christians. That wouldn't be limited to the preachers necessarily mm-hmm. or the deacons, but all of us are set apart in order that we may proclaim to others what God has done for us and how great he is to glorify his name. That's right. So let's go to Acts chapter 17. Paul goes to the city of yeah. Athens in mm-hmm. Acts chapter 17. He's waiting for his colleagues to come and join him there. In verse 16, while he was waiting for them at Athens, mm-hmm. his spirit was being provoked with him as he is observing the city full of idols. Right. So he's reasoning in the synagogue with the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles and in the marketplace every day mm-hmm. with those who happen to be present. Mm-hmm. So who can I teach? Anybody, well, what does yeah. Paul do? Right. Well, he goes to where the people That's are. Right. He goes to the synagogue. He's mm-hmm. got people that are interested in spiritual mm-hmm. things there. They have a history. Mm-hmm. He have, they have a shared history with him. Right. And they both have respect for the scriptures. And so he goes there and he teaches them. But then he also goes to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And uh, no doubt he's just uh, milling around in the marketplace uh, with the people there, whoever happened to be present. Mm-hmm. And as he had the opportunity, he would say something about try to draw them into a conversation about the gospel, I thought, where he might come up to a, a stall and a man is selling some pottery or something like right. that. He said, "Well, that's that's some fine pottery. You know, we're like we're like pottery in the potter's hand, in God's mm-hmm. hands. Let me mm-hmm. tell you about him. You mm-hmm. know, he works mm-hmm. that conversation mm-hmm. around to spiritual things, mm-hmm. and he tries to introduce the gospel. And then if that person picks up on it and mm-hmm. shows some interest, he goes a little bit further. Right. And so, where where are we going to find people?" Uh, to teach. Well, we might find religiously minded people. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. might find people, just whoever we meet. Right. We want to uh, at least look at them as someone we might have an opportunity to talk with about the gospel. You know, when I think about that, I can't help but think about the master teacher in John chapter 4 who, who took some of the most mundane situations and turned them into teaching opportunities. Yeah. I'm thinking about the Samaritan woman at the well. And really the whole basis for that is Jesus just wants uh, some water. And so verse seven, a woman Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then one of the Samaritans said to him, How is that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. All right, here's an opportunity. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. So Jesus takes just a mundane interaction between this woman and him. He's thirsty. He asks for a drink. She's surprised that a Jewish man is speaking to a Samaritan person. Jesus ignores that and gets to the heart of the matter. Since we're talking about water, let's talk about some water that you need. And so that's, if we can take that example, the ability to take mundane conversations with anybody and turn it into a spiritual teaching opportunity. Of course, Jesus is a master at that. That's right, that's right. Unfortunately, (laughs) I think of those things uh, later in the day. Well, you know, I should have said this. But the reason I bring that up, it's kind of funny, but but you learn from that. You do. You learn. Yeah. You think, okay, next time I get an opportunity right. like that, That's right. I'm going to be ready. You know, I'm going to use that experience That's to learn right. from. And next time I get that opportunity, I'm going to approach it. You know, I've learned from from my experience. Amen. And so just think, if we're thinking about it like that, 
um, that will help us to take advantage of those doors when they open to us. That's right. That's right. So I also thought about Acts chapter 20. If you look at Acts mm-hmm. chapter 20 and verse 20, Paul's talking with the elders from Ephesus. Mm-hmm. And he said, I didn't shrink from de- declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you publicly mm-hmm. and from house to house. Right, right. And so Paul's able to stand before a large group of people and, mm-hmm. and teach them and teach publicly. But he's also able just that one-on-one, mm-hmm. sit across the kitchen, kitchen table or uh, in, in the break room or wherever it might be, and just that one-on-one uh, teaching and, and studying the scriptures together. Absolutely. And so who, who can we teach? Well, just whoever we come into contact with and right. might be receptive, right. uh, we're uh, looking for that opportunity to, to teach. You know, another passage I thought about when it comes to that, First Peter 3.15 uh, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. I love that idea that we're to always be prepared to defend why we have hope in Jesus Christ. That's teaching. He said, be prepared to teach. It could be somebody says, why are you happy all the time? Or why is this not upsetting you? Or why do you dress the way you do? Or why do you go to services? There's just a myriad of questions people could ask us. And and Peter's telling us by inspiration, those are teaching opportunities. Be ready to explain to people, this is why I believe what I believe. And that is an injunction for everybody. Again, it's not just preachers and and, uh, deacons and and elders. Anybody who has hope in Jesus Christ, we need to be prepared to be able to explain why. So just think about that. Give that some thought ahead of time. And it doesn't have to be a sophisticated right, answer right, or anything right, like that. But, right. but think about, you know, when I have an opportunity to speak up, here's what I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah. And so that's that's being prepared. Amen. So think about the people, for example, that Paul taught. Mm-hmm. He taught men. Mm-hmm. He taught women. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lydia, for example, that's and right. others, you know, taught men and women. That's right. He taught kings. He did. Agrippa. Other officials, mm-hmm. you know, Felix and Festus. And mm-hmm. So he's teaching them. He teach, But then on the other hand, he teaches a jailer. That's right. And so he's sort of on the other end of the spectrum mm-hmm. from kings and high officials. He taught godly people. Mm-hmm. He'd go to the synagogue and no doubt found some very godly people there that he taught. He taught some ungodly people as That's well. Right. He goes That's to the city right. of Corinth. And um, their background was not a godly background. He taught Jew. He taught Gentile. And so who, who might we teach? Let's think about some maybe some specific kinds of people mm-hmm. that we might try to reach out to and, and teach. What do you think? Kevin? Yeah, really, it's not limited. It could be uh, somebody uh, in retail. It could be the cashier. It could be uh, your fellow workers in the shop. It could be uh, the mailman. It could be um, your, your kids' uh, parents. Uh, I mean, your, I'm sorry, the, the, your, your friends of your kids. Uh, their right. parents when you go to the ball team and that thing, we, we interact with a lot of people at tournaments and things of that nature it could be some of the parents there it could be the coaches uh, it could be the teachers uh, either whether you're the student or whether you're the parent that has some interaction uh, obviously your relatives when you come together and you have family reunions and things of that nature uh, it could be people you just randomly bump into and, and you know the other night I was at a ball game and just having a random conversation with somebody and we turn to spiritual things there was something said about church and so i kind of jumped on that and we started having a really good conversation so there, there are just there's no limit to the kinds of interactions that you can change to a spiritual level and you'd be surprised not everybody's going to appreciate that but there is a hunger right. out there especially now for having those kind of conversations right. and so if you put a little light out there you'd be surprised at how people respond to it I would include children. Yes. You can teach yes. your children. That's right. And so we, you know, we up to this point, we've been talking about reaching out to others, coworkers, mm-hmm. classmates, 
uh, people that we uh, associate with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but teaching your children that's that's an important aspect of this as well. Absolutely. So fathers are told to bring that's up their right. children yeah. in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Te- teach our brethren as well. Yeah. yeah. And so that's part of teaching, mm-hmm. uh, just as much as reaching out to others and introducing the gospel to them, right. building up others in the faith. Use the ability that God gave you. And so what I try to encourage people to do is think specifically. You know, it's one thing to, to say to ourselves, you know, one of these days when I get an opportunity, I'm going to say something. <laughs> well, be deliberate. Be right, specific. Right. Now, here's someone that I, I know. Right. They know me. Right. And I think they may have an interest in spiritual things. Next time I see them, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring this up like this. Mm-hmm. Or I know that this person goes to lunch at 1230 every day. Right. I see them in the in the break room or the lunch room. I'm, next time I see them there, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this to them. Right. And so be specific. Have a plan. Right. And follow through on that plan. Mm-hmm. You know what? You'll be glad you did. Yeah. And uh, you'll have a great feeling regardless of the reception. Right. Because you'll, you'll know, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing what the Lord wants me to do and trying to draw people into the kingdom. So That's right. Think specifically. Uh, Romans 12, verse 7, he's talking about there using the ability that God gave us. Uh, and if God is giving you the ability to teach, verse 7 says, mm-hmm. well, then you do that teaching. Amen. One more passage, and then I see that our time's out, but look right. at Colossians chapter 4. Okay. Colossians 4, verse 5. Well, back up a little bit, verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well, that God will open up to us a door for the word. Here Paul is asking them, I want you to pray for me, mm-hmm. that God will open the door for us to speak the word, so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ, for which I also have been in prison, that mm-hmm. I may make it clear as I ought to speak. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure if we start praying for the opportunity right. to preach the word, teach the word, or share the word, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be presented to us. I mean, we're going we're gonna to have that opportunity. Amen. So pray for the opportunity, see the opportunity, seize the opportunity, and uh, we can use our ability to communicate for something wonderful. Amen. The harvest is plentiful, but labors are few. Let's be one of those laborers. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We appreciate everybody joining us today. I hope that uh, we've had some encouraging things to say. And uh, look for those opportunities and draw people in and, and sow that seed, plant the seed, and who knows how it will bear fruit. And uh, no doubt it will. And so just give that some thought. Again, think intentionally and deliberately about a particular person in a particular set of circumstances that might arise so that you can use that ability that God has given you. Kevin, would you like to lead us in closing prayer? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you very much for this opportunity we've had to study your word. Uh, We always appreciate being able to open up the divinely inspired word and to uh, understand how we are to live and what we are to think about and how we are to see ourselves and how we are to interact with one another. So we're so very thankful that we have these minds that allow us to uh, read and interpret and understand uh, Scripture and to live it in our lives and plant it into our hearts. We know it will save our souls in the end if we do that. Thank you for the technology we have whereby we can spread the word to so many people. 
We're so very thankful for the broad scope and reach this technology gives to us. And we ask thy blessings on those who are hearing the message. And uh, may the word be a blessing to them in their lives. May they take it seriously and study it. And uh, let this whet their appetite to do study beyond just listening to the podcast, but on their own, open up the word and, and spending time uh, with it, growing and developing. Uh, just like a baby grows and develops from the milk, uh, we grow and develop from this word. Uh, let us all be more dedicated, those of us who are in the body of Christ, to, to teach and to look for those opportunities to teach, to be prepared to teach. We obviously have to have something to teach about. We have to know your word. We have to study your word in order that we may skillfully handle it. And when given the opportunities, whether we're uh, proactively going out and making opportunities or maybe defensively, as Peter talked about, others may ask us why we believe the things we believe. Please help us to recognize that as what it really is, as a true teaching opportunity, an opportunity to bring glory and honor to thy name. Uh, to spread the word, and there may not be immediate reaction, there may not be the immediate fruit, uh, but our job is to simply to plant uh, others' water, and we know ultimately you give the increase. And so let us uh, be more diligent in using our tongues to proclaim your praises, uh, glorify you, and to teach your word. And we know that when the word is presented, when the word is spread, when the word gets out into the to the universe, it will not return to you void. It will do exactly what it was designed to do. It will bring those people with the right hearts, the right minds, the right disposition to you and make them children of yours and productive servants in your kingdom. We're so very thankful for so many blessings, the physical things, you have life and health and strength, the food we uh, eat to sustain our bodies, the clothes we wear to keep ourselves comfortable, the roofs uh, over our head, the places to stay. There's so many things we've been blessed with. We thank you for all of those. Most especially, we thank you for the precious blood of your Son that makes us able to be your children that have uh, allowed us to wash away our sins and to be a part of your church. So very thankful for that sacrifice and hope that we live in such a way that we show that gratitude in our daily actions and how we interact with one another, how we interact with you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.